Uh, Barry Soper, senior political correspondent, 14 away from five with us. Hey, Barry. Good afternoon, Heather. Postcab got off to a bit of a rough start. (laughs) Yes, it did, actually. It was um, Carmel Cipollone's first time fronting the press gallery as acting prime minister, and um, she did, as you say, get off to a rough start. Have a listen. I'm all right. I'll just get a drink of water before I continue. (coughs) Usually Chippy has that here. I want to keep going, but then at the same time, I would like to get a drink of water before we continue. <coughs> I'm not sick, too. Okay, we might try and <coughs> keep going. Oh, poor <laughs> That's rough. And she did. She kept going. I mean, I thought she was quite stoic yeah. in uh, handling it the way she did. But um, must have been, you imagine having a frog in your th- throat. Right at the beginning, as she was starting to... one time you're in charge. Well, she was starting to parade what was happening uh, at the beginning of July with all the government's changes. Now people are going to be better off. Perhaps somebody was getting to her, I don't know. But anyway, she she got off uh, and she, of course, was was asked about Ruapehu and the fact that the ski season will now get underway. They're uh, coughing up $5 million to the liquidators of Ruapehu Alpine Lifts um, to ensure that uh, the ski season will go ahead. And that was announced by, and I believe you're going to be talking to her later, the Regional Development Minister, Curry Allen, who had already been up there uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, She says it'll allow uh, liquidators time to decide on a purchaser or purchases of the business uh, and its assets. Well, if it doesn't come off, of course, it's $6 million out of our pocket. And interestingly, I was looking back, Stu Nash, when he was uh, tourism minister, he said uh, they did come to government, this is last October, uh, to the government to ask for more money. He said myself and the Minister of Finance took a good hard look at it and decided uh, we would go with the advice we received from our officials. So the official advice then was not to cough up any money. They'd already put at that stage $15 million into it. So uh, let's just hope this is not um, good money after bad. Uh, With her voice back, Cepoloni defended the government's decision to put that money into Ruapehu. Here she is uh, with full voice. I wouldn't call it a money train, but I would say that uh, it is really important to us. I mean, Ruapehu, that region, uh, what is, you know, it's part of Aotearoa, it's a a taonga to us, and clearly there have been uh, challenges there. Uh, And so we need to to support um, with regards to finding a solution. Uh, There is uh, another party that is interested in potentially taking over. So, uh, but in the meantime, you know, there is a need uh, to make sure that we um, still provide access and support so that it can continue for Aotearoa, for New Zealanders. Yeah, well, she did bumble her way through it, but uh, hopefully you'll get a bit more lucid. What has gone on? Something has gone wrong here. Something has gone wrong here. Well, yes, it and something seems the has government gone wrong was here. of one mind. Then yes. Curry Allen went up there and seemed to throw a spanner in the work somehow. Yes. Uh, then, well, how does it, I think the problem is Curry Allen because how does Curry Allen go and speak to the iwi and hapu and not end up with a situation where she understands that Tuwharetoa yeah. wants to have a crack at running the mountain and hasn't taken the bid seriously? How did that happen? I'm not sure, but you're right. Uh, I sensed, and in fact, I've talked to people that were involved in the meetings and. They they weren't quite sure where Curry Allen was coming from, to be perfectly honest. The, Is that right? That's the word that I got. But uh, who knows? No doubt she'll be able to explain better to you later. 
How do you feel about two planes? <laughs> well, I've been on that plane on the 757 and before that the 727, yeah, yeah. which seemed to be a bit more reliable. It was a bit smaller, but the 757, it certainly does break down a lot. I remember placing a bet. We used to have running bets on when the plane would break down when we'd take off with the Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. I won one once when uh, it uh, broke down in Brisbane. So it was a short hop across the Tasman. It was broken down, and I can't remember. Shocking. We had to wait uh, for 24 hours there. So it is, look, it's so unreliable. And, you know, as you say, the carbon footprint is absurd when you, uh, even though the Prime Minister's office is very quick to say, no, no, it's not going to China. Well, it had to fly up to the Philippines. It's now going to relocate back in Darwin, which will be the fueling stop um, for the Beijing trip on the way back. They were going to go to Cairns, but they're now going to Darwin. So they'll be stopping there uh, to ensure that when they get there that uh, everything is hunky-dory. But honestly, uh, this is a big trade mission. Why didn't that, they go uh, commercial? Chris Hopkins is taking that. Um, well, if you listen to the Prime Minister's office, they say that... Gary, um, I'm not asking the Prime Minister's office, I'm asking no, you. No, well, I'm going to either disagree or agree with okay, it. Go, yeah. yeah. I mean, what they did was that they um, decided that uh, if you had to go commercially, it would cost you more. Well, I don't agree with that. The fact is that uh, it depends on who you're paying for. If you're paying for the whole trade delegation Correct. to go commercial, of course it's going to cost you a hell of a lot more. Uh-huh. But I would have thought you were, it was incumbent on you to pay for the Prime Minister and his officials, the media and the rest of them, can look after themselves. So how on earth flying? We Last time we went to um, Beijing was with uh, Jacinda Ardern. We all flew under separate cover and went commercially. So, so the Prime Minister's delegation would be probably... He would travel with maybe maximum dozen people. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and that, 30 media, about... No, no, he doesn't need to pay for the media. No, no, Because they got $51 million from the government to pay for this <laughs> yeah. themselves, haven't they? <laughs> haven't they, though? So, so what is it? Like, like, let's say maximum, your business class tickets there and back are 10000 yeah. right? Yep. 10000 per person, and you pay business class for all of them. 120000 for a dozen people is miles cheaper than what this will cost. Absolutely. Barry, thank you. I'm satisfied with that answer. Barry Sofa, senior political correspondent. That's what I'm here for. For more from Heather Duplessy-Allen Drive, listen live to Newstalk ZB from 4pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.